Welcome to the One Question Podcast, brought to you by Wabi Sabi Studios. I'm your host, Michelle Cox, and I love having unlikely conversations on uncomfortable topics. It's a huge passion of mine, so much so that I wrote a few books a while back that challenge people's notion of living a life more unconventionally. This entire podcast stems around one question. If there was one topic you wish society would talk more about, what would it be? Today, I've got a different episode in store for you. It's a solo episode, and as it's the end of the year, and this is the final episode for 2022, it's also the final episode of season three. Can you believe it? I've got to say, I can't. I um, started this project, yeah, with not really having any end in mind. It was just a notion of having really interesting conversations with people about topics that many people you know felt awkward about or didn't want to talk about so to have recently reached the 100th episode which was pretty amazing and I did a really good recap on some of the really impactful episodes that have happened to me and the stuff that I've got out of those a few episodes back on on the 100th episode so have a listen to that if you're interested in that but today instead of recapping uh, all those that I've interviewed this year I actually thought I would do a 2022 in review and um, there's a lot that's happened this year. So I thought it's kind of nice to think back. I love to get to this time of year and kind of reflect, I guess, on what's happened, where, what I've achieved, what I haven't, what I've learned and what, what I want to keep to take forward into the next year with me and what sort of stuff I want to leave behind. And some of that also comes into whether it's things I've learned or, you know, people I've met. It's a great time to reflect. And so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do with you today. So hopefully you enjoy the episode. Let's kick in. So 2022, uh, we are just around, I've just had another birthday. We are just around the corner from Christmas here in Australia as well. Everyone's kind of gearing up to have their major holidays. Um, I have a lot of listeners from overseas, so hopefully you'll get to have a break as well uh, wherever you are. But it's been a really tough year for many this year. I need to start on the outset and just recognise that. A lot of my mates have had a really rough time this year. 22 is people are saying they can't wait to see the back of it. And I genuinely hope for them that 23 is a better year and that they can take something away from this year in terms of learning and as I always advocate, it's a shitty time when you're going through, you know, tough stuff, but it certainly uh, helps you to be a more amazing human down the track. So I hope that the lessons learned by many of you and the things you've gone through this year hold you in good stead in future and that you can learn and grow from that. For me personally, um, it's been a really interesting year. I mean, on the whole, it's been a pretty good year. I've had some pretty shitty years leading up, but uh, this year has been amazing. And one of the key things that I focused on this year was around self-care. And that's come out in lots of different formats for me. I have that kind of whole, I mean, I wrote a book about taking control, I guess, of your own health and well-being. But self-care comes across you know, we're we're deemed as being selfish or if we do particular things, especially, you know, my mates that are mothers, if they do stuff for themselves, they're kind of, you know, put down by society that they're 
selfish and that they should put their family first and their kids first and I just think that's bullshit personally. I, You know, the old uh, oxygen mask, if you can't put your own on first, you can't actually look after anyone else. And if you are burnt out, you know, absolutely exhausted, don't have your cup full, then you can't share that with anyone else. So I, I take that really seriously and I take that into my own hands. I figure that if you don't take care of yourself, no one else is going to do it. So uh, it's really important to take time out. It was the first time in years that we could travel overseas again. So in the start of the year, I went on my first kind of retreat. For those that know me, I go on health retreats every year, have done for nearly 16 years now. Wow, it's been a long journey. I go to a place in Thailand called Amity Wellness and I absolutely adore it. Michelle Cooper and her team, Polita, B, all the, you know, Rob, all the amazing staff there look after you like nowhere else I've ever been. I've been to lots of retreats and resorts and health spas around the world, but uh, this to me is perfect for what I need, which predominantly is around gut health for me to sort of get myself right, get myself back on track. And it helps that I kind of the lead up go off alcohol, sugar, you know, gluten, all the fun things, basically coffee. I miss coffee so much. I can easily actually, once I stop drinking, you know, wine or champagne, I, I can continue on for weeks and weeks without it. But coffee, I really miss. Must be the uh, Italian deep within me that um, can't live without that. But I go off that in the week leading up to the retreat and then stay off it as long as I can. So for a couple of those this, this year, it's been a month each time. So I did three health retreats this year, two in Thailand and one in New Zealand, which was quite a different one at Aroha. And that was pretty special with a bunch of amazing women and lots of them I hadn't met before. And that was a really special time. And, you know, we eat plant-based food, but it is also you hike every day, which was really cool. So that was fun. Um, lots of travel this year. I as I said, went to Thailand and that started in April. That was my first overseas trip um, for many years. And then New Zealand, then Singapore, then uh, Dennis and I went to Italy. I've loved Italy. It was magical to be back there again after three years of not being able to go. And other than those three years, I realised this year that it was the, um, for 30 years I have been to Italy. So it certainly is the love of my life, that place. And we explored Puglia this year went down the length and breadth of the little region and we've been there four times and this time we just really immersed ourselves and it was fabulous. It was incredible, um, you know, the people we met, the places we stayed and so much so that we've booked again for next year, which is pretty exciting. So we certainly love Italy. Uh, I went back again to Thailand, did another retreat and then um, gearing up for next week we're off to New Zealand and that's to see our family over there. Den's brothers and their kids and grandkids and stuff are all there. So can't wait to be on the farm down south and spend that time with them. We tried to do that obviously three years ago and um, have, has been put off every year. So that would be amazing. By the way, can you believe that it literally was this time? So December 2019, when COVID first came onto the global scene, I guess. So three years, like, and we're still living with it right now when I'm recording this Lots of people I know have got it, but we're living with it now, thankfully, uh, more and more. Some people have, you know, just had symptoms of a cold. Others have um, been quite sick. So it still is having the same impact on lots of people and businesses, of course. So, But I just cannot imagine that it's been three years that we've been living with this. And I really hope 
that 23 brings about some change in that space and, you know, assists a lot of us to kind of get on with our lives and and our businesses and we, um, you know, especially all of us in tourism, it's been bloody tough times. So uh, the other travel I've done this year is I went to the New South Wales, like into the uh, regional areas and travelled a lot um, earlier in the year before we went overseas for the first time. I uh, went to Darwin, haven't been to Darwin for years, and to Melbourne to see my family and my mates down there as well, which is gorgeous. But And, of course, I've been to Tassie, my beloved Tassie, multiple times this year um, I, with a lot to do with the uh, role that I play of um, on the board of Tourism Tasmania, which leads me into the work kind of reflection that I've had a big year for me in the workspace. Um, starting with Tassie, the boards, I... Um, finished up literally just last week the last meeting for me on the Tourism Tasmania board. That brings in eight fabulous years of an absolute honour and privilege to serve the people of Tasmania and the tourism industry. It has been amazing and the people I've met, the uh, experiences I've had, the product I've, I've been able to see and be a part of and and the people I've worked with, like, you know, the whole entire team at TTAS, the the board, the other, my fellow directors, the CEO, John Fitzgerald, has just finished his term of 10 years as well and it was lovely to sort of close that off together. I had a, a really nice farewell and a beautiful time for my finish there and my fellow uh, board member, Brett Tarossi, wrote me the most amazing poem. She's very clever. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit melancholy because I do love Tassie and I hope that um, I'll get to do some other work uh, down there next year as well in a different capacity. But, yeah, it was it was a milestone to reach that. Eight years has been a um, fabulous time on the board and, um, you know, I hope that I've made a, a really good contribution. I feel that, it, you know, Tassie has gone from strength to strength over the last few years and that's a combination of lots of different things and lots of significant people that have made that impact, which is great. Also uh, on the other boards I sit on, so I sit on two other ASX boards, so BSA Limited and also Experience Co. And we've had some big years with those companies as well. I was involved in some capital raises, which were really fascinating for those of you who have done that before. It's really interesting work. I hadn't done those before uh, EXP. We did a cap raise and uh, for acquisitions for growth, which was really impressive and really interesting. So we've acquired companies with EXP and BSA. We've just gone through some divestments, interestingly, as well. So really complex work and um, I learned a lot through those processes but it was just fascinating to be a part of that and uh, I'm always learning which is great so uh, yeah anyone that's interested in board roles or wanting to do that sort of stuff I do get asked a lot about that space so please hit me up and happily answer any questions for those that are interested for next year. For my other businesses, uh, of course, obviously the podcast, we hit 100, which, as I say, is um, mostly because of you guys listening. And I can't thank you enough. It really is a special thing for me to bring to the world. The conversations I get to have are um, really interesting and selfishly, like it's just, you know, I get to meet these really fabulous humans. And that's probably one of my highlights for the year is the people I've met this year you know, whether it's through the podcast, whether it's through businesses and, you know, companies that I've been involved with through networking events again, out there doing stuff. I'm on my way to an event tonight and, uh, you know, it's a bit weird after having not done that for so long, but it's important. And for any business women listening, I know they're awkward and it's horrible and people hate 
you know, networking, but it's part of the gig. If you want to get out there, if you want to challenge yourself, if you want to be known in terms of being an expert in your field, you've got to put yourself out there and, you know, networking is part of that. So, um, you know, I might get someone on next year that is a really good expert in that space, a couple of mates of mine, and we'll talk about it. So, uh, you know, how to, how to kind of get rid of those nerves and standing in the room being your dork and, you know, by yourself, which happens. So, yeah, it's uh, the podcast has is, is been a fabulous, wonderful part of my year this year. Atelier 9, my studio in Avalon, uh, you know, that's been going from strength to strength. I've got beautiful uh, partners that I work with there, uh, Valerie, the in-house painter, and my fellow ceramicist, Roberta. And we have a lot of fun. Um, you know, Friday afternoons, G&T sessions are um, certainly making us be more creative. And uh, those that get around the area, uh, you know, that live nearby, finding out that Friday arvos are good to kind of drop on by. <laughs> but Adelia is going well. Great to still support all those other community makers and, and creators that live in the northern beaches as well. And my, you know, the lead on there with my ceramics, that's going from strength to strength. I'm now in five retail stores, which are featuring all my products, which is lovely, my Wabi Sabi series ceramics. And it just brings me so much joy. I'm loving what I'm making, really enjoying what I'm creating. I'm uh, certainly busy trying to juggle it all, but um it, uh, yeah, is a lot of fun and um, I will continue on the path with that next year. I've got a couple of different plans, I think, for some of my works, you know, really challenging myself. I'm going to start to do some more glazing training and some techniques in that space, which will be fun. I did do a Malcolm Greenwood uh, workshop in May this year, uh, which was just, again, amazing. Malcolm is my mentor and just a, an amazing soul. He really is a generous person and just gives and teaches, like gives all his skills and happy to teach people and to help them out whenever they need. And I'm just so lucky he's in my life. He challenges me often and makes me be a better potter, which is great. So uh, look out for next year. I'm going to do some really interesting stuff with the ceramics and continue to grow in that space. On a life kind of aspect, you know, obviously I had a big milestone birthday at the end of last year and it was wonderful to start the year this year, just, you know, almost like a bit of a fresh start. I felt yeah, so bloody excited to be here to a stage and age in my life that I just never really thought I'd get to. So it has made me be a little bit more, whether you'd say brave, but Dennis, my husband would say a bit more manic. I'm certainly saying yes to everything. I interviewed Susie Daphnis a few episodes ago and her topic was say yes. And I was like, yeah, I'm really doing that. I think Dennis is saying, when are you going to start saying no to things and just calm down? But it was great to start the year, you know, with that sort of reflection and continue on, which I've done now right, right through into December. And I think that travel schedule and all the experience I've had this year, I think speaks to that. Dennis also had a milestone birthday this year, a couple of months ago, and unlike me who celebrated for three days and um, had a rip-roaring party, he wanted something very low-key. So I had to, you know, really twist his arm to do anything and we did a tiny little dinner, which was divine and it was just good to recognise that it was a pretty significant birthday. Den, like me, has had some pretty serious health scares along his life, so he too is very lucky to be here and I just think those milestones are worth celebrating, especially with those that you love. It was the 25th anniversary this year of my mum's passing. So really interesting segue into, you know, celebrating life and 
she was 47, you know, and just as I've talked about before, so bloody young, way too young to leave us. And 25 years ago, it's hard to imagine it was that long ago. It really kind of shocks me when I think about it, actually. And then into dad, which is, you know, he's coming up 15 years, he's been gone. And I think about them all the time. You know, we talk about grief on this show and I've had a lot of people that, you know, talk about death and grieving and losing loved ones. And I've got to say, it definitely gets easier um, as time passes and grief certainly hits you in different ways. But you never forget your parents, of course. And I've talked about, you know, that hole in your heart that no one ever replaces. And that's it for mum and dad. You know, they both left us way too early. Dad was only 62 and they lived their life. Like they both really, you know, sucked a lot of marrow out of life, I guess. And that's where I got that from. But it um, is sad that they're not here. You know, as I say, I do talk to them. I still (laughs) feel them around me. And um, it was nice to reflect on the fact that uh, here we are, all this time has gone and yet they still impact my life so significantly. And you know, with my brothers and sisters and our legacies, they live on through us. So that was nice. But a lovely segue into other family members having uh, milestones is my gorgeous little niece, Sienna. She turns one by the time this airs. I'm going to go and see her and uh, be with her over that time. So that's my brother, Michael. That's his um, and Erin's little daughter. She's super cute. If you've seen my Instagram, (laughs) she's just divine. So, yeah, my biggest challenge with her is um, not buying 2,000 presents and spoiling her rotten. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I can't wait to be with her and see her. So, yeah, lots of different things that have happened. I've also done a bit of work on myself this year. I guess I'm generally always doing that. I'm constantly a work in progress, I think. So I like to challenge myself, challenge my thinking. And interestingly, you know, when I put myself in different circumstances, like some of those retreats and health uh, resorts and stuff, you meet uh, people that are quite different to how you think and um, your view on the world. So I always love to do some sessions with people while uh, while I'm there. And one of the ones I guess it's significant that I've just started the work is um, with a gentleman called Marco and that was in Thailand. He's an Italian man from Rome, uh, we had a lovely connection about that, and he was a former lawyer for 10 years and then um, re-studied as a psych and I did psychology for 10 years and he's doing this really fascinating work called Family Constellations and I'd heard a little bit about it but not to that sort of depth and I did a session with him for two hours, which really kind of breaks down. Well, one, he asks you, what is it in your life that you want to achieve? What's, is there something that you feel stuck on? Is there something you want out of this? And there were three key things that I'd kind of felt I wanted to work on. And then he kind of starts to go through your family history about, you know, your siblings, your parents, your grandparents, like anything you can kind of remember and different topics that he, you know, kind of drills you on essentially and themes start to come up. And for me it was a bit tricky because obviously losing mum so early in life and it would be wonderful to be able to ask her or dad even some of these questions that I had. But also I didn't know my grandparents either, my mother's grandparents died before I was born and my father's parents, my grandfather died when I was five and I only had my grandmother and we didn't have a great relationship, mostly because of the way she treated my mum. But 
so I didn't, yeah, I can't ask a lot of the questions I've got. So I have to make some assumptions and remember different things that mom or dad had told me about particular things. So the whole premise, it's, you know, around generational trauma and the theory around it is that if, you know, you're stuck on something now or something's going on in your life and you can't kind of process it or get through it, often we think that might be something we've done or something that happened to us as a kid or work that we need to do on ourselves. And what the theory is with this is that actually it could be something that's happened to your parents or something that happened to your grandparents or even further back. And if you try and understand that, you you know, it's easy to kind of go, well, why would something that happened to my mum affect me? Well, the reality is the way she was treated, you know, by her parents and the way that she, you know, was parented had an impact on her so much so that the way then she parented me, that, you know, flows through. So mum, my mother's, uh, my like my maternal grandmother, so my mum's mum was an alcoholic and my mother did talk a, a lot about that. That meant that my mum couldn't live in an environment that was a pretty dysfunctional family and, and household and she ran away from home at 14, never to return to her house. And, you know, working through that and how, you know, the impact of that, I can't even imagine, you know, now what a 14-year-old like would do to defend themselves and look after themselves and feed themselves, all those things. My mum was very resourceful and super smart and, you know, got through and then met my dad when I think she was about 18 or 19. So, you know, that trauma that she would have gone through impacted her. It had an effect on her life and, of course, then that had an effect on how she parented us. And so it was really fascinating work to start to break down and look at it. Some people don't like this stuff. They think, why go to the past and that's the past and move on and and focus on the future, which I understand that I'm a very forward-focused person and I don't dwell on the past or, you know, dwell on stuff that's happened. But this has been fascinating work and I'm only at the beginning. Um, So I might um, uh, get Marco on next year and uh, interview him in season four. I think he'd be fascinating to talk about this more for those that are interested and I'll keep you posted of how it goes. So, yeah, I'm early stages. I had a follow-up session with him two days ago, uh, which is interesting. So a lot of the work that we did, he said, is integrating and I am finding that it's making me, you know, understand things differently and think about stuff differently as well, which is quite exciting. It's fun. Headed into the next year, you know, I'm going to pose you a question, like what do you want 2023 to be? And uh, I'm not a girl for resolutions. I, I'm not really into New Year's resolutions. I've never never really been one for that. But I do like a plan. <laughs> I do, do like to have some kind of idea vaguely where I'm headed. So, you know, there's a couple of key things that I'll be focusing on. Again, travel, you know, now that the borders are open, that's my love of life and that's where I get my energy, my inspiration, my joy, you know, meeting fascinating people, experiencing new cultures and new new things is, is what really lights me up. So I have an aim to try and incorporate usually about three months a year now. That's kind of my goal Um, to have three months of, you know, whether you call it holidays or experience time or whatever. And so I had to sit back and go through my calendar uh, before um, I jumped on here to see how many weeks I had this year just gone, which was a lot because I feel like I've been in a cage for three years for someone who used to travel every week on a plane. And uh, it was three and a half months I've been on, um, you know, whether you'd say holidays. It's excessive, I reckon, for many of you listening. 
But that's the point. I've worked really hard to get there. And that's a thing that is really important to me. And it's taken me many years to get my life to the stage and um, set up that it is now. And um, I'm really pleased to say that I'm making it work for me. You know, I had a couple of job offers this year about potentially running some big companies again. And I was tempted, really tempted. They're interesting. They're amazing businesses. But I'm like, I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm really enjoying the mix and the contrast of my life. And yeah, so um, next year I'm planning on uh, probably about the same, maybe 14 weeks, maybe a bit more, Who's, who knows. But I've got a couple of iconic walks booked in, uh, health retreats again. I've booked those already. I'm going to South by Southwest in Austin, which I'm super excited about. It's only taken me 10 years to get there. I've been desperately wanting to go to that big conference. It's my stepson, Ash, and his beautiful bride-to-be, Beck. It's their wedding this year coming up. So that's going to be super exciting for the family, the first big wedding. And um, Dennis is getting nervous about becoming a granddad soon after. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun journey for me. You're way too young for that uh, experience yet. But anyway, Ash, we'll, um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. And then we're back to Europe. Uh, we've booked that. A number of weeks again and I'm going to go to Paris first. I want to go to some ceramics museums and exhibitions and also to Champagne. I've never been to the region. It's been on my bucket list for many years. See, I drink a lot of the stuff so I thought how nice it would be to go to the houses. So I want to experience that. But, uh, you know, before then, I'm going to take some downtime, some rest, rejuvenation, a bit of relaxing and friends and family in New Zealand. And I wish that for you as well. As I always ask, if there was one question that you wish society would talk more about, what would it be? And furthermore, what do you want 2023 to be for you? I wish you the most amazing uh, break for those that are having uh, time off and your holiday season. I really look forward to being back in your ears early January. I'll just take a couple of weeks off over the Christmas break and I've got some amazing episodes already lined up for uh, next year. So be ready for season four. It's going to be a cracker. As always, if there's anyone you think I should interview, please let me know. I love the feedback and the suggestions that you guys give me. It's just, they're wonderful and some really interesting people that we've had on the show and we continue to have. So Yeah, thanks again for being here, for supporting me, and um, I love bringing these episodes to you. Can't wait to start season four. All the best. Take care.